1: Yes, we just saw Teofimo Lopez Jr. turn back time. We saw a little bit of vintage Teofimo Lopez, but he took care of Josh Taylor. The scorecards, though, we had two 115-113 cards and then a 117-111 card. Brian, do you agree (laughs) with these cards? Because I only had Taylor winning two
2: hell no <laughs> I did not I didn't agree with the cards at all but at least the right guy won which in boxing is not always the case but teofimo Lopez looked like the real Teofimo Lopez that we saw beat Vaili Lomachenko. I think this was a better performance than even that because chantel so you, you had him winning 10 out of the 12 rounds I had him winning yeah. the exact same 118 110 saw some people had the same scorecard saw some people 117 111. I think Max Kellerman had it 117, 111. Mark Kriegel might have had it the same, but I missed it. Um, And the two 115, 113s, whatever, but don't want to get bogged down in that necessarily. Teofimo Lopez is a story here. And I felt like going into this, I'll say it right off the top, wasn't sure because the press conference, it was just weird shit. And it's like it can go either way, like either someone's so far gone or they're just so locked in that it's almost like uncanny. Right. And he was awesome. I thought he dominated, especially after round three, really kicked it into gear. He started dancing in front of Josh Taylor, and that's when you kind of knew he was in a a special rhythm. Teofimo Lopez has not been like that in a while, and it was very fun to see just him just do all that to Josh Taylor, who, look, this was a guy who was undisputed at 140, and Teofimo Lopez is dancing in front of his face and beat him like no one's beaten him before, not even Jack Catterall, who a lot of people thought beat Josh Taylor. It wasn't like this. It was not like this.
1: Yeah, I thought he absolutely dominated. And this was really interesting coming into this fight because you're right. There were a lot of questions about Teofimo Lopez. I just want to say I was right about my bet, though. I said to take him straight up on the money line. I thought there was a chance he could get the knockout. And there were some times in that fight where I was like, oh, taylor has got him shook. Right. I thought he was going to finish him off. But at the same time, I didn't bet that way because, I mean, no one's actually stopped Josh Taylor before. Um, and it looks someone wrote uh, Jesus. I'm guessing. <laughs>
2: Got to be Jesus. Yeah. You call you Jesus if you want. But it's probably Jesus. Jesus yeah, says, Tail Taylor's au-, awkward athletics gave Taylor problems. Taylor, and he also adds, Taylor was sloppy in a funky way. Um, I, I thought a, he
1: looked. I thought he looked sharp. I thought a, Teofimo Lopez looked very, very sharp.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like he, he was dancing. He was having a good time in there. He was countering. He was landing these check left hooks when Taylor would try to lunge in and close the gap. He couldn't bully him. We talked about this leading up to the fight. Taylor likes to bully guys with his size. He's not somebody who's always gonna fight at a distance, right? He likes to get inside and actually you know break you down from the inside and look that that that's worked out in a lot of different times he tried it with Jack Catterall didn't work he had some success with it against Regis Progray and ultimately did win that fight even though you know we both felt like probably (laughs) it was a draw but (laughs) didn't work against Teofimo Lopez Teofimo Lopez one of those guys probably stronger as he moves up in weight right and and you look you called it you nailed this bet um i thought that if taylor lopez won it was gonna be a stoppage and we didn't quite get that but there were a couple times yeah or a couple times where i was like oh is Josh taylor ready to go and to Josh taylor's credit i want to get your thoughts on this the layoff he did not blame it on the layoff at all he was just kind of like yo uh like don't blame it on the layoff that wasn't the issue just the better man won that kind of thing and 16 months away from the ring. I mean, there's going to be some rust, but it didn't It didn't feel like that was a factor tonight because Teo was so dominant.
1: I mean, I think there was some rust, but I think Teo was just more focused than ever. This is arguably his best performance. And when you take a look at his resume now, you got Josh Taylor on there, you got Lomachenko on there, you got Nakatani, Comey, Sander Martin. You cannot hate on this man anymore. Everything that we were saying, all these questions, I think he shut them down. Because now you've beaten a guy that was undisputed. Josh Taylor had to give up three out of his four belts because he was waiting for that Jack Catterall rematch. It never happened. He decided to fight Teofimo Lopez. And, you know, I know what's going to happen. A lot of the Josh Taylor fans are going to be like, well, you know, he was injured in that Jack Catterall fight. And uh, he wasn't himself. Like, who cares? At the end of the day, Jack (laughs) Catterall got robbed, in my opinion. And And a lot of
2: people's opinion.
1: Yeah, and then he takes a long layoff comes into this fight and is the favorite and he should have been the favorite obvious for obvious reasons. But this type of performance shows you I mean, it kind of shows you how elite Teofimo Lopez is once he's focused, because that's all it really is. I mean, this guy's also going through a divorce. Um, which is kind of what I read outside of the ring. And I think at this point, he was just like, you know what? I'm not going to focus on everything else. I'm just going to focus on boxing. This was like a performance we saw that he had against Lomachenko. Similar, because we saw skill. Better. Even when he fought Pedro Campa, and I was at that fight, I was like, Teo's getting hit a lot. Like, he's got to work on his defense. His footwork in tonight's fight was epic um jesus also said that style won't work versus matias and ramirez um matias is the boogeyman we'll see where he's gonna sign i think i think
2: think he might be okay against ramirez i don't know about matias though i don't know that's a whole different other ball game also uh, we'll get to we'll get to the future in a second because there look there was some smoke about that i was at the weigh-in we posted this on 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 our channel you can go check that out mandatory uh on youtube and uh Teofimo didn't say what was next because he said that he's going to be in a custody battle, you know, for his son. And as yeah. you mentioned, things outside of the ring, whatever. But Teofimo Lopez Sr. and Bill Haney got into it at the weigh-in. And they're, they basically were like, hey, look, and, you know, it's boxing. So, like, this is probably bullshit. We'll see if it actually happens. But Teofimo Lopez versus Devin Haney at 140. I mean, Devin Haney's not going to fight Shakur Stevenson. I'm okay with Devin Haney versus Teofimo Lopez. I don't know who's winning that fight. But I feel like a lot of people will leave Teofimo after this.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people at one point thought we were going to get Teofimo and Devin Haney because they've been going at it in social media for a few years now. However, um, let's just get into it, Brian, because now there's talk about who he's going to fight at 140. And uh, a guy that we had on the show, Arnold Barbosa Jr., tweeted, Congratulations, Teofimo Lopez. Let's run it anytime, any day. Now that's a fight that can happen if uh is still going to be under the top rank banner. And I think that's really interesting. Regis Progray was kind of giving him props during the fight as well. Possible fight with maybe Regis, if they can make it happen. But um, yeah, twisted tapioca is saying Haney and Lopez have been going at it for sure.
2: That's not his real name. I know who that is. Who is th- it? Th- thank-, thank you for being here. I won't out him. That's my boy.
1: But, okay. Yeah. I like the name though. Switty, <laughs> <It's> right?
2: <laughs> That's my guy. But look, um <clears throat> I don't I don't know what's going to happen next. I would like to see uh Teofimo Lopez versus Devin Haney. Uh I would like to see Teofimo Lopez versus uh as Jesus mentioned Jose Ramirez Subrio Matias. Like any any of the top guys. Like 140 is fun. 140 is a great weight class right now. Regis Probre is the WBC champion. You have Teofimo Lopez now has WBO subriel matias where is he gonna fight next he has the ibf and Rolly romero has a wba which you know he shouldn't have whatever and we'll see what happens with that you know maybe he fights ryan garcia because that's something that's been bandied about i personally think ryan garcia will win that fight yes but look i think that there is a lot to be done here you have top rank has a title matchroom has a title um pbc has a title with Rolly romero and subriel matias we don't really know like where he's going to go. He's been a PBC fighter, but there's been talk about him signing with Matchroom, potentially. And I always think that the Puerto Rican fighters should give top rank a look, as you saw with Xander Zayas, who we may talk about a little bit before this ends. Um, any other big takeaways from this? Just Teofimo's performance, uh, to me, is the best that he's looked since Lomachenko. And that's I did not expect that coming into this fight.
1: No, I think my biggest takeaway is, and like, this is just what, like, everyone goes back to your last performance, right? So my whole thing is, after everyone was kind of hating on Tayo, right, saying that, listen, this guy's going to get beat by Josh Taylor, he's no good, he, sh- he proved everyone wrong. Like that's what I like about this performance because at one point we were all high on Teofimo Lopez, right? One thirty-five goes into that fight with George Kambosos Jr. We all know what happened; just went in there to knock him out.
2: Massive and, favorite for that fight, by the way.
1: And <laughs> now we're looking at him, and let's be serious now—he's gonna belt. All right, this guy is a two-division champion.
2: He beat right? a former undisputed champion. He beat the guy who won the World Boxing Super Series at this weight class. He beat a guy who was pound for pound, Ring Magazine pound for pound. Uh, I, I think at one point, I don't know if he was uh before this fight, but he's not going to be after this. Um, and I don't,
1: I don't care if Roly has a belt, he's not on the top five for this top five. Well, list. no, no, no. I, was talking, I was talking
2: about Josh Taylor. I was talking no, about no, Tom
1: I'm Taylor. just saying, like, if we're going to make the list, like, I would have to put Teo Lopez at number two now.
2: We are going to rank our, our top guys from 140. Regis, look, and Regis Pro Ray has a fight this coming week, who was all over TV, uh, because they were putting his tweets on on, on air. Which, I found that very interesting that ESPN was doing that. Uh, yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Tony.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, for our audio listeners, he's saying that I've been going at it with my hairline. My hairline is okay, uh, but like, you know, it, it was very sharp uh, about five, seven years ago. Um, uh, I didn't yeah. have
1: to do that to you either, but I saw <laughs> it. That was hilarious, Tony. Thanks for, thanks for that one. Um, but you were That's talking about your, how your hairline was looking sharp. Teofimo Lopez looking sharp as well. Really? And, I mean, <laughs> like, we got we to roll with it. Okay? These are good segues. All right. Um, what I want to ask you, though, is does this make Teofimo Lopez one of the biggest stars in boxing again? This one
2: the way he did it i mean he's in the top 10 in terms of just star power like he still has the espn machine top ranked machine for now we'll see how long that lasts and people chime into the conversation we've got some people watching here uh do comment we'll get to some comments some more comments as we have throughout the show um let us know what you think let us know what you think should come next it's always a topic of discussion in boxing um but yeah in terms of stardom like I wish this was in the big house. I don't like that this was in the theater. And I don't think that's really a knock on tail Lopez, Josh Taylor, because I think it would have done well in the big house, but mm-hmm. I, it's just weird that this to me was a theater fight. I think this should have been, <laughs> this should have been something in the big house, but I still think he is a big star. And one of the biggest stars that top rank has for mm-hmm. sure. Tony, Yeo, our guy yes. uh, who's always here in our lives comments, Josh Taylor looks so uncoordinated in there, which is funny. I didn't, I didn't, I was surprised that he didn't blame ring rust, but I, you know, he took his loss like a, like an adult. And um I, I think we can get to the Josh Taylor portion of this, right? Like he, where does he kind of go from here? Um, The Jack Catterall rematch is not coming. And uh, I just don't think Hey, uh,
1: Jesus, Jesus has a good comment here. And I want to get into this comment. Jesus says, come on guys, we can, we can, oh, wait, he says we can overhype Teal on this win. Boxers need to be consistent. That Here's we're the thing, though. Teal on this win. I don't think we're overhyping Teal on this win. You know why? Because, listen, he, look at the guys he has on his resume. And the thing about it is, like, the Nakatani performance, we're like, ah, whatever, right? Then he goes out, he knocks, knocks out Richard Comey in the second round.
2: Yeah.
1: And we're like, okay, it's a little bit of a better performance. And then he goes and beats Lomachenko. Right. He's had some questionable fights, the George Cambosis Jr. one and what Sandor Martin, where we were like, did he lose? I had him
2: by a point. But But, I mean, there's
1: questions about it. But other than that, like, are we overhyping him? I don't know. I I think,
2: well, I would say to Jesus this like, remember Josh Taylor was undisputed and the lineal champion. Like, now Teofimo Lopez is the guy who beat the guy, which he's done it in two weight classes now. Right. Like, so I now. I do think Jesus is onto something where the consistency, like, all right, I would like to see if Teofimo Lopez, whether it's a rematch, whether it's Devin Haney, like, let's see him have another one of these performances, right? Um, But his resume is to be respected at this point, though. Like, George Cambosos, like, I I think we can all, I don't think anyone historically, if we're ranking all these fighters, I don't think anyone's putting George Cambosos ahead of Teofimo Lopez. I think people are saying Teofimo Lopez just didn't fight the fight he should have fought and sometimes that happens, yeah. but ultimately, I think let's get him in the ring with somebody else who's one of the top guys at 140, a Devin Haney, for example. If you're if if the dads are actually going to come together and make that fight, right? And if he wins that, you know what I mean. That's that- just
1: lame, though. At the same time, because remember, Bill Haney and Devin Haney were like, "Yo." We're not going to move up to 140 pounds. We're going to stay right here at 135. It's like, make the fight with Shakur happen.
2: Yeah. Right? right. Like, what
1: are, what are we doing here? But, like, but why this, are we going up to 140? So, this
2: is why, this is why people, everybody in boxing is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody, everybody puts out content about like, yeah. this fight may happen, this fight may happen. It's like, it's, nobody knows shit until the contracts are signed and there's tickets for sale. And like it's just it's just the sport is a fucking mess. But tonight, give, Ar- it, tonight give it was Arnold not. a
1: shot. Give Arnold Barbosa Jr. a shot. He's been waiting. There's back and forth with him and Teofima Lopez. Well, technically, their dads. <laughs> I had Teofimo he's, Senior.
2: He's now the number one contender at the, the quarter to the WBO. So he should be next in line for this. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, you know, because boxing is boxing. But ultimately, like, look, uh, Teofima Lopez. Whatever he does next, don't put that shit at the MSG theater. <laughs> he deserves to be in the big house if you're going to do it at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Twisted tapioca, I guess I'll call him that again. Uh, it's a, it's a tough game, deal, right? Game. You got you got to balance <laughs> so much with taking a fight, win or lose. Consistency matters, but hype is just important. People tune in. Uh, that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, look, I, Teofimo Lopez is a guy that people tune into, right? Like, I feel like the number, the rating for this, one. Chantel, I like that this was not on uh, pay-per-view. Loved it. This is just on ESPN, right? Now, Part of now, a big part of that is because Amanda Nunes is on pay-per-view, which might actually be going on right now. And, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think, and Jesus says it here, Teo has many options, which is kind of what we're outlining. And that's the thing, right? Like, boxers, a lot of guys uh, have all these exciting options. And another comment that Jesus mentions, you know what? This is actually an interesting discussion because what where I think this is trending, Chantel, is he's going to fight probably Heisman Knight because yeah. he's kind of the guy that made that a thing December. Like, he did it last year with Sandor Martin and his coming out party uh, in terms of, like, launching himself into real, like, that level of stardom was the Richard Comey knockout. That was on Heisman Knight.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I think that the logical thing is to make him and whomever he's going to fight, maybe it's Devin Haney, Maybe it's Arno Barbosa. Maybe it's Jose Ramirez, who was mentioned earlier in the chat. Yeah. It, one of these guys, right? All of which I'd be totally fine with. Even if it's a rematch with Josh Taylor. There was some talk about a rematch clause or whatever, but Josh Taylor seems to say, like, hey, it's up to the champion, so whatever. Um, I think whatever the fight is, though, Heisman Knight. That would be ideal.
1: Okay. I do have a question for you, though. Because obviously, yes. like, Heisman Knight's in New York, right? They give out the award, and oh, then... Yeah. Okay, okay, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> You just said that you just said that you didn't want it to be at the MSG theater. So what if it's Highs Midnight and they're like, Antonio, we're going to get to your um, comment in just a moment. Yeah. Um, however, I was going to say, if it's at the Hulu theater, the MSG theater, wouldn't it kind of make more sense if he is fighting a guy like Jose Ramirez to do it out in Fresno? Because, you know, Jose is going to sell out that thing. It's also going to be December. So the weather is going to be a lot better there on the West Coast like that's also a venue that i think they could do cuz it's better than the MSG theater right
2: this is where the east coast west coast uh, thing <laughs> on the, on the on the show is going to play out um night would probably mean no pay-per-view but i mean you could kind of do what you want if you're espn honestly like if you wanted to make a pay-per-view you can right um look if you're the champion, if you're Teofimo Lopez, I ain't going out in Fresno fighting Jose Ramirez.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, I mean, no, you but know, I'm saying but it, it sells get, tickets, right? I like, get what
2: you're saying, right? Like you can get a good venue out there, like, but I just, even
1: the StubHub Center. You oh, know I, I love, mean, I, it's, love,
2: it's, I love fights there, but if I'm Teofimo Lopez, I'm keeping it home. I'll keep You got to take you this shit from to. me and in, in my backyard, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like you
1: got. I know, but but think <laughs> but, but think about it. Like if you could sell more tickets in Fresno than at the MSG like MSG Theater, you want to get paid. What's going to make more paper? What's going to make more sense? Right. Teofimo
2: Lopez is going to make paper regardless. I don't think he gives a
1: shit. I guess so, but <laughs> I think it also depends on how many like. <laughs> and, and plus, are the it's, piece. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's MSG. You know what I mean? Like they'll just look at again. Okay, great. Maybe... So
1: you said that. So it is MSG. Okay, great. I was confused because you were like, "Oh, I don't like the theater." So now you're rocking with the theater over Fresno. Yeah,
2: I don't like the theater in terms of like.
1: Well, let me not say this one. because
2: I'm trying to cover the I'm trying to cover an event at the theater in a couple weeks. I was just there oh, yesterday. Yeah, okay, true, okay. so let's just, let's just like the no, no, theater's fine. Just you know.
1: Just think if, I just think I love the venue of Jose Ramirez fighting in Fresno. Like I I just love it. Like I'm. Well, all I
2: still it. think you know what though. I would prefer like if we're actually if we're making a serious. I think Teofimo Lopez should fight Devin Haney next if Devin Haney is going to be at 140. And I think that I still think Jose Ramirez should fight Arnold barbosa to just ha- make that an eliminator.
1: Yes. Have the
2: two fight each other. Have let, that one in let, Fresno let the yes and let the winner fight whoever's going to be the champion like it's just those two guys should fight an eliminator and Tailvin Lopez should fight either Devin Haney or you know some other top contender or whatever. Um, we have another comment here. Try to pronounce this one. Let's see. I am PK13. PK I think this person has commented on our YouTube. So shout out to this person. Uh, man or woman. I don't know what you are, or who you are, but salute to you. Uh, let us know in the comments. <laughs> oh, the reason the fight was not in a big arena is because the arena was contracted out to a possible Rangers. The Rangers were not making the Stanley Cup, but thank you for that contribution. I can say that as a New Yorker uh, before the Rangers were eliminated from the playoff. That's bullshit. The Rangers were not making the Stanley Cup this year. I know they got Patrick Kane. Yeah, I know a little bit of hockey, like uh, I know they got more, Patrick Kane. More than me
1: Kane, right now. <laughs> <but> that- <laughs> I should know more because uh, Jesus just asked Chantel, tell where are you from. Oh wait, no, Jesus, um, that's the wrong one. But yeah, there you go, Vancouver. I'm from <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. So um, not for yeah.
2: long. Hey, let's keep
1: that on the low. <laughs> not, but uh, not, not. and uh, IMPK is is a male, so we, okay, we know now. Go. Um, going back to Jesus' <laughs> comment, Ramirez and Barbosa in September or November, yes, Eliminator. I I would hope that we would get that because I think. Whoever wins that fight, then can possibly fight to female Lopez.
2: That's what I want. That's that's what should, these two guys should fight each other. It just makes a ton of sense. Um, we asked Arna Barbosa when he was on the show. He said he would he'd be down to fight Jose Ramirez. Um, he'd be down to he practically wants to fight damn near anybody at this point. <laughs> Anything that gets him close to a title shot or actual title shot. The logical fight in top rank in 140 in that stable is Jose Ramirez. Arno Barbosa, and the winner gets a future fight with Fima Lopez or whoever's the champion by that point, especially because Jose Ramirez beat Richard Comey, uh, and Arno Barbosa beat Jose Pedraza after Pedraza and Comey drew with each other. Like It's kind of like almost tournament style, which makes a lot of sense. Um, do we have anything else about uh, this fight in particular, <laughs> Tony Ayo mentioned Adrian Broner. I was watching that fight last night. Oh boy. I can't believe I was tweeting about that shit. Adrian Broner fighting in Miami, Florida, the same night as the NBA finals were in Miami, Florida, fighting a white dude named Bill Hutchinson, who he did not knock out. Yeah. And Don King. And, uh, yeah, it's just, we're just not going to talk about it, but anything else, uh, anything else in regards to this fight? Uh, I do want to touch on Xander's Zayas a little bit. Cause you already know, like we, we, we have to but it's Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend, but yeah.
1: (laughs) This is your boy right here, Twisted Tapioca. I think he had some Twisted Tapioca before he had on here, but Vancouver is okay. Scarborough, demon time. Scarborough sucks. It's... um, Like, it's the, one of the ugliest places I've been in Canada. I remember I saw the sign. And I was working at TSN. At the, like, I still work for TSN, but I remember they flew me out there. And there was a sign that said, Welcome to Scarborough. And I saw it, and it was so ugly, I almost cried because I'm from Vancouver. It's way nicer out here. Just kind to let you know. It's an ugly place. But anyways not the point um i was going to say before we get into i know you want to talk about xander zayas but the final thing that i want to ask you before yeah. we get into xander zayas uh because i know you want to get in your bag about that which um, will be quick
2: because we're we only got eight more minutes or so
1: um okay so now if you're taking a look at the 140 pound division mm. with Teofimo lopez winning this um i know twisted tapioca I'm, fight funny. anyways okay okay Okay, no but um okay back to my question okay so with teofimo lopez winning this fight how does that shift the 140 pound division and where do you place josh taylor in all of this
2: Mm, i think about this regis progray is number one to me teofimo lopez is right there um we'll see how regis progray handles danielito Zoria next week Mm -hmm. um but i think I think that Regis gets that number one spot at 140 for me right now. Uh, even though Josh Taylor beat him,
1: beat debatable. Be- yeah. Debatable.
2: Right. Um, Teofimo Lopez. I feel like I feel comfortable saying them two, along with Subriel Matias, are the top three in this weight class. Roley Romero has a title. He's clearly not the fourth best guy. I would obviously put Josh Taylor ahead of Roley Romero. Um, but then you have to think about where's Arnold Barbosa, where's Jose Ramirez, whatever the case may be. I think, I think, I think Josh Taylor still a top, top five, five guy in this way, class. He you would have, have to be. To, you have to keep him up there, right? And you like, maybe it's, maybe it's actually, I don't want to give away my list because I want to think about this a little bit more. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to put fly. out this
1: list as well. We're going to put out this list as well or coming out this week. So definitely stay tuned for that.
2: So, this, this, so as a treat to the people who are here for the live, I will, I will probably give you what will end up being my list. But, <laughs> yeah well no Zor- zoria won another fight after the loss to barbosa jesus but um it was like against a journeyman i believe but the the point remains we we thought they should have been Arna barbosa who got that fight but at okay. last uh boxing business you know um regis Progre, we'll say teofimo lopez subriel matias in whatever Ooh. order those should be the top three in whatever order right regis is one the other two whatever um subriel could absolutely beat anybody in this weight class though he's that good and then you have i feel like it has to be josh taylor arna barbosa um or we're, Josh, we're, we're, or, or josh taylor taking. jose or josh taylor jose ramirez right i think josh taylor gets a spot he beat jose ramirez and he has to be ahead of jose ramirez and arna barbosa hasn't fought any of these guys yet but he's done enough to get in this conversation. He's a top contender, or whatever. So this is again why I want Jose Ramirez and Arnold Barbosa to fight each other because they're they're probably tied for that last for that fifth spot, right? Um yeah. Roli Romero's not in this top five. Ryan Garcia, dot dot dot. Hmm? Ryan Garcia, you know, we'll see, we'll see where he is post-Javante Davis. He was an interim champion at lightweight. We still have to see him at 140, but he can get himself into this conversation as well. And there's some other guys that we can like get into at a at a later date. Maybe uh, Richardson Hitchens could sneak his way into this conversation in about a year or two. He's got a fight with Montana Love coming up, and he's one of the best prospects in this weight class.
1: Yeah, and um, Jesus is coming with all the heat. Yes, I am from the West Coast. That's why the show has so much flavor. All right, so we're wow.
0: – <laughs> no, I'm,
1: just, I'm just messing with you. Okay, so <laughs> oh, I want to yeah. ask you about Xander Zayas because obviously big weekend for you. Xander Zayas puts on a great performance. He doesn't get the stoppage, but what were your thoughts on what you saw from him?
2: People are going to get on him for not getting the stoppage, but he it was a, it was a shutout performance. Just like his last fight where people are going to get on him. It was a shutout performance. Um, If he was 25, 26, 27, I'd probably be like, hmm, it was good. But, like, you kind of want to see he's 20 years old. Okay. (laughs) He just ended his teens. He's 20 years old. I think he'll be 21 this year. Top-ranked signing when he was 16. I like the way that he's uh, evolving. And he's got great height reach for that weight class of 154. I think he's going to be a middleweight in a few years. He's going to round out. Uh, into that. And Ronald Cruz is tough, a tough guy to put away. Very,
1: very tough. Guy with
2: two losses who's never been stopped. Got Those guys are hard to stop. I don't think Xander Zayas is going to be stylistically Miguel Cotto because I think Miguel Cotto is more of a power puncher. I think Xander Zayas is a little bit more of a technical boxer um, who will finish some guys as he moves up and grows into his body and gets stronger. But I don't think he's going to have the knockout percentage that Felix Trinidad or or Miguel Cotto did. But you don't need to do that in order to be an elite fighter, right? Like he, I don't think he's going to be Pauly Malinaji either. (laughs) I think he's going to be great. And I think uh, he just needs to keep improving, keep developing, stay healthy, and uh, yeah, just do what he's doing. But, you know, I think. uh, I, and Tony Ayo hit the point that uh, I would probably hit. His, yeah, make make better decisions than he who shall not be named, uh, who's in jail right now uh, for something fucking stupid. that he Tony
1: does. Ayo always has some of the best comments. I'm not going to lie. They always <laughs> I actually want to talk about this comment right here going back. Um, this is a really good comment. I am PK-13. I think a motivated Garcia beats this version of Taylor. I agree. Ooh. I think Ryan Garcia beats this version of Taylor that we saw. And I'm going to be real with you. I I have some other people that I think could beat this version of Taylor. I think Arnold Barbosa Jr. could beat this version of Taylor. If we saw – if this is what Taylor looks like, if we get the Taylor that we saw against Catterall and we get the Taylor that we saw against Teofimo Lopez tonight. That's there's true. A, there's a lot of other guys that I would pick over him.
2: Josh Taylor should – I mean, he and Spirit does have back-to-back losses here, if you want to be real about it. Um i, I th- he'll probably have a comeback fight in Scotland maybe later this year or something like that oh he'd win that one
1: year. for sure to yeah Scotland. He
2: really should but like i th- I think that's what he should do to sort of rebuild himself sneaky thirty two years old so uh we'll see he we'll looked see old out there tonight too he yeah i mean i I think I do think the layoff had to have been a factor, but I don't think it would have changed. Like, if he hadn't fought six months ago as opposed to 16, the way tail female was on point, I don't think that was going to change it. But Ryan Garcia versus Josh T- I mean, we'll see what Ryan Garcia does. He's still in the Golden Boy contract for now, for now, for now. And uh, if, if Ryan Garcia is able to get into the ring with any of the top guys at 140, I mean, that's going to be one of the bigger fights of the year because Ryan Garcia is just going to – he just moves numbers like that, and he will even after this Javante Davis loss.
1: So before we get up out of here, um, I do have Twisted Tapioca coming up uh, with some heat as well. Um, I'll let you read this one, Brian, since he's your boy.
2: Disagree, he says. Uh, Taylor chooses how he fights based off his opponents. You know, kind of. Because he the way he bullies guys on the inside, he wasn't able to do that today with Fima Lopez, which I think was a miscalculation on his part. Fima Lopez shut that shit down. A couple left hooks and then boom. Um another comment from tony A. you know what tony you mentioned a world boxing uh world series of boxing world boxing super series world Boxing super series what like aren't weren't they supposed to do i meant i remember they said they were going to do one for like women's super featherweight oh yeah uh, you know what i mean that never happened like bring back like if we want to get some of these super competitive fights it's hard to do promotionally because you know Everybody's separate, but like, oh, God damn, I want to see a super series again. Mo- Boxing needs more tournaments, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boxing needs more tournaments.
1: Um, but we were talking about Josh Taylor, and before we get out of here, I do want to ask you this. Yeah. And is you, Josh you ain't got Taylor got nothing for
2: Xander's eyes? By the way, nothing.
1: Oh no, I did. I I just want to let you take that. Um, okay. how many ways are we gonna go with this? Okay, we. You know what? We'll do this for five more minutes. I was gonna say though, <laughs> from what we've seen from Josh Taylor, and I'm not being a hater. Okay, I just want to throw this out there. I have a lot of respect for Josh Taylor. But the Regis fight to me could have been a draw or I thought Regis won, right? Jose Ramirez, a a lot of people in that Jack Catterall fight, Josh Taylor fans were like, well, that just wasn't the Josh Taylor that we're used to. And he was injured and all this stuff. When Josh Taylor fought Jose Ramirez, that did not look like Jose Ramirez that we're used to seeing. Jose Ramirez was also coming off of a long layoff. I would like to see that rematch, to be honest mm. with you. Um, and now we take a look at Josh Taylor against Teofimo Lopez. And, like, I'm sorry. I had him winning two rounds. This and so insane. my question is, they talked about, are we overhyping Teo? Did we overhype Josh Taylor?
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Tomorrow on first take. Um, that, But it's, it's a fair question. I think um, the Regis win was questionable it was also you know Regis was not Regis did not have the home field advantage there uh so there was also that element of it Jack Catterall I thought he lost Jose Ramirez the interesting thing about the Jose Ramirez fight even though that was a clear win for Taylor yeah and you make the point about how Ramirez probably wasn't 100% going into that fight if you remember all the scorecards were 114 112 Josh Taylor had two knockdowns one, one two- of them
1: con- one of them controversial by the way
2: which also means if you take out those two rounds, those two knockdowns rather, you have 114-114 scorecards. Assuming you have Josh Taylor winning those rounds, which you probably would. Which also means that that could have been a draw based on the judging if there weren't any knockdowns there. Which you know that's it's just there are interesting ways to look at this. I don't know if how much we overhyped him, whatever. I give him credit for being undisputed, but yes. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you when even when he was undisputed champion, I never felt like this is an unbeatable you know, guy who's never going to go down at 140, right? Um, I, I was surprised that Jack Catterall <laughs> seemed to be the guy to do it. Yeah. Jack Catterall sort of made a name for himself in doing that. And there's a fight with him and Regis Pro Ray potentially in the future, just because they have the matchroom ties, but we'll see. But, you know i josh taylor like it's gonna be a struggle for him to get back to uh, that world level because now there's just a lot of competition at 140
1: so a he's, gonna lot. To,
2: he's gonna have to get some decisive wins and he's again he's 32 it's so not gonna and, be easy
1: and he's getting yeah like you said he's getting older he looks slower out there he looked like the older man and Teofimo lopez looked like the young sharp man that uh we used to see back in the day um not a few years ago all right um yeah this is something that's interesting i am pk 13 you kind of mentioned we, like brian and i were texting during the fight he said uh that shot taylor threw in the clinch was legal but kind of dirty he's taylor, he can, taylor, he can, he can,
2: taylor does some dirty shit sometimes <laughs> yo. know he, he's gonna look that's the style though dirty boxing is a thing right yeah and not dirty from the from like he's gonna punch you in the nuts type of shit but you know will he get an extra shot in the clinch you know, there was the other one where they looked like they were going to do the glove touch and he just went for a jab. Like,
1: hey, he, could, he could do shit like that.
2: And um, ultimately, Amanda Nunes uh, retained her Bantamweight title. Unanimous decision.
1: Just like we thought she would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. uh, um, my last thing you want to know about Xander and kind of what I thought about his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, very technical, very skilled. I do think he has pop on his punches. I don't think he's going to be like straight up knocking out dudes with devastating power, but I think he's going to break down guys.
2: Yeah. And Accumulation of punishment, TKO type of dude. Yeah. And that
1: is still nasty. Mm-hmm. And what I see from Xander Zayas is I I think he's going to be, he could arguably be the face of boxing one day. I think he could arguably be that guy that is- All boxing
2: or, boxing or Puerto Rican boxing?
1: I th- I think he's good enough to be the face of all boxing one day. Oh, because of his true. skill i think he's that good and I, you know what just everything that i've seen from him poised like he likes talking to the media he's a likable guy like he's someone that boxing can really sell oh. and i think for you know we talked about we, me and brian talked about this all the time like miguel Cotto left and it was like you know that void of who is going to be the next puerto rican boxing superstar and there was so much talk about Edgar Berlanga. And listen, he's still a young and, guy and, as well. And,
2: and, and, dot, dot, dot. Someone else before that who threw it all away. Yes. But he's
1: in jail. Yes. We, we know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. The I face just of think... Puerto
2: Rican boxing right now is Amanda Serrano. Uh, uh,
1: yes, of but, course. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, next up, you know, to take like that spot that Miguel Cotto really, really had. It's got to be between Zayas and Berlanga. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what Berlanga does against Jason Quigley right? If he gets a knockout, then we're going to be talking about him again, like we're talking about Teofimo Lopez, because they can hate you one day, but love you the next. And that's exactly what's going to happen for Teofimo Lopez Jr. But I really think the Xander Zayas star potential, it's limitless if he keeps on fighting like this, he's he might not be flashy all the time, like a Gervonta Tank Davis, where he's gonna knock you out every time, but they're different type of fighters. So stylistically, that's what I saw, but I was impressed with him. I thought yeah. I thought it was a good performance. He's a I really sh- young kid. What um, is he? Twenty? Twenty-one? He's twenty.
2: Yeah, he'll be twenty-one later. This is twenty years old. Sixteen and zero with ten knockouts. Right, like Felix Trinidad won his first world title at twenty, but that was also an era where dudes fought a lot. Miguel yeah. Cotto was not a world. I think he made his debut at twenty years old and he won his first world title. Yeah, at twenty-four, um, either twenty-four or going on twenty-four. So Xander Zayas said, I think he'll be a world title. Uh he'll be in a world title fight within next I'll say two years by the end of 2025 for sure. Maybe even before probably Puerto Rican Day Parade, uh two years from now. Probably that, yeah. probably that day. Should um, be the main
1: event. He'll be the main event.
2: Yeah, I mean, next year he'll probably get. It. I think he could be the main event of his card now if you do it in Kissimmee, in Florida, or something like that, Orlando, uh yeah. that area. Um, there was one more comment I wanted to get to his who's mentioned uh Zayas has to pass uh Jahi Tucker. Um I, I saw, I saw that like there's been Jahi's. It uh, seems to want that fight. And I saw some people talk about that on Twitter. I don't know if Top Rank is gonna make that fight right now. I feel like that's something that they'll want to eventually do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Jared Anderson and Richard Torres. Like that's a fight that they'll do, but down the line to sort of maximize the profit, right? And these guys are young, but you know we'll see. I mean, I but I think Xander Zayas is, is progressing at a good rate. He has the age in his in his in his uh, favor, and Edgar Berlanga has like five six years on him. So the face of pasta conversation, like Berlanga has to do it now, and you better do it against Jason Quigley, who I think lasted only two rounds against Demetrius Andrade. So he's we'll gonna knock him out. <laughs> and, and, and 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 if 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 Matchroom uh, Matchroom acts right, I'll be there. So it's that.
1: All right, well, if you like the content, you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, follow us at the Mandatory TKO Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, If you joined the show today, left some comments. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We're going to have some more content coming up, including our top 540 pound list coming this week and uh yeah thanks so much for rocking with us any and, final words brian
2: and we're gonna have a lot of terence crawford errol spence uh press conference stuff because i'm going to that and uh yeah um appreciate everybody rocking with us uh, on the channel we got a bump of subscribers uh this week we are now at 650 something And uh, we're nearing our goal of 1,000. And then after that, we'll have another goal. But we want to get to 1,000 so we can really, really step the show up. But thank y'all for rocking with us. Appreciate it on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever. And uh, yeah, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Follow. We have a lot of shit coming your way uh, this month and beyond that. So thank you.